Welcome to the Student of the Game podcast, where we break down the life, strategy, and advice of successful individuals who are students of their own game and masters of their own craft. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to the episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Student of the Game podcast. I'm Tim Stone here with our special guest today, Gus Nagel. Gus, uh, great to have you here. Good to see you again. Very recently had on Jay DeHaan. Your name came up on that podcast, of course. Uh, we're we're going to find out why in this, but thank you for being here. Of course, man. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity not only to just be here, but be a voice and a vessel for this next generation. And that's really what I've been finding in myself recently was just really understanding that this next generation needs mm-hmm. someone to, to stand up and be that, that role model. And I want to be that person. Love that. Uh, we're going to dive right into that. But I think first, let's just tell the people who you are, how old are you, what do you got going on? How did you get here? And then we can you know, dive into it with some better questions. Of course. How, how, did you, how did you end up on this podcast? Let's start there. You know what? I ended up being here because I knew I always had something in me to be great. And what I mean by that was I'm 17 years old right now. And being that 14 and, and you know, 13, 14, 15 year old kid with, you know, really no confidence, no communication skills, really no money, but had a hustle and had a vision to become somebody one day was really all I needed. And from that point on, I found a mentor and I really started investing in myself and I met met a lovely man by the name of Jada Han, and he has completely transformed my life. As you know, from the time we've met at the 10X Bootcamp to where I am today, I can't thank him enough. And man, I'm just so blessed to be here and just to, to give as much value as in, in my experience as I possibly can. Hmm. When I was talking with Jay, I was uh, you know telling him how impressive you are and really asking where that came from, if he had a big influence on it, which of course he did, but he had to give a lot of credit to you and also your family. He said that your family's <laughs> been you know, really influential on that. But I, I kind of want to just hear, like, what, what did the last few years look like? Because a lot of people listening in this are kind of in those early stages of entrepreneurship, I feel like, and maybe yeah. a little bit further on. But you are so young and still already a couple of years into it. Right. So, like, how did, how did a, a 17-year-old get to the point where he's on podcasts? He's very well-spoken. He's well connected. He's traveling the world. Yeah, he's, you know, doing deals. Uh, what, what's your role in the company? Are you the COO or? So like- what I am right now is I'm the brand manager and mm. content manager for Next Gen Wealthy as a whole, and we'll dive deep into what Next Gen Wealthy uh, mm. really is. But really, just the the face value and the guy behind Jada Hunt is really what I'm doing right now. And to go back to your your first point of like, how did I even get in this sort of position? And like you said. My, 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 my childhood and growing up was definitely a big differentiator between where I could be and where I am now. And I can't give so much blessings to my mom, really. My mom was the person who was able to take me from a troubled childhood where my dad was an alcoholic. And, you know, we were moving from place to place to sleeping on people's couches at just nine years old in fourth grade. Or I remember it was, it was crazy, bro. And I remember moving in to this beautiful town home and I would go to this fire station one day and I kept seeing these cars drive back and forth. You know, I'm from Maryland originally. And um, for, for you, for you Maryland, Marylanders out there, you know, of the place called ocean city. And it's more of like the tourist area of Maryland, so to speak. So driving back, you know, these cars, it was like, uh, not like there, there's like certain weeks in, in for like ocean city, it's like hot rod week. And it's like, you know, nice car, like whatever the, the terminology is, there was a lot of nice cars driving by. And I was like, man, like, I, I just want to own one of these one day. You know, I was, I was always that person who, who realized that I wanted to be able to take care of me, but also the people that I loved around me. And that was a big soul, like concrete thing that I believe that I needed to achieve. And that was all for my mom to begin with, right? She, she's so loving. She's so caring for me right now. And she's so supportive of where I am and where I've grown to be. And I can't, you know, thank her enough. And transitioning to that, Tim, you know, everything really started to pick up when I was really in those teenage years, you know, growing up in, 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 you know, in grade school, it was, 
I was, you know, around eighth grade, I started hanging around the wrong groups, doing drugs, smoking weed, you know, the, the, the original or the default now for, I guess, it feels like every high schooler in the world right now is going through that same situation. I went from a, a kid who, you know, was so innocent to someone who could experience so much in even one summer. And after that period, I started to learn that, you know, in those teenage years, I think when it was like 13, everything switched. Everything took a switch because I started to realize that if I don't get my stuff together, then what I want to achieve will never become a vision. And that's something for people younger right now, hard to understand because maybe it's so far away that they can't grasp the idea of achieving that. But I, I, I just had an environment around me of like business owners and all this kind of stuff that kind of influenced me to understand that I wanted something bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And in those teenage years, man, I'll tell you, my first job was a dishwasher. My first job, Tim, was a dishwasher. And I remember washing dishes. I had a, I have a video of me when I was like 13 years old uh, doing dishes for an entire summer. And I absolutely hated it. You know, one thing that Grant Cardone says is that you have to get good at sometimes things you hate to do. I don't know if you agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, especially at first, yeah. you just have to. Yeah. And, and then eventually you hire people to do the things you hate. But exactly. you got to get to a certain point before you can do that. Exactly. So... I, I, I hated dishwashing. I hated busboying. I, hate, I hated working for, for people. I hated working for somebody. And that was really the, the, the kickoff because I started hustling. I was always a young hustler. I always wanted to have some money in my pocket to just like go to the boardwalk, spend it on games, you know, do whatever, you know, just to have some cash in my hand. And from 14 to 16, Tim, 14, I, I, actually, I'd say 13 to like 15, those are my powerhouse years where I was just hustling two jobs, summertime, busboy, dishwasher. And around at 16 years old, when I was 16 during that summer, I was still working two jobs that never quit nothing. But I started to transition now. I started to get involved with, with newer people on Discord. I started playing. I was really into, into video games. So I started to, you know, join these Discord groups of people my age who were actually doing some cool stuff. They're like, you know, trading stocks. And, you know, doing this crypto stuff, it was, you know, kind of on the roll at that point. And I started getting connected with some guys that were teaching me about like um, SEO. And I tried some stuff about SEO. Like I would be on a Zoom call with my friend and we would just go for hours learning about SEO, how to make money online, how to do this. And I really just started putting a lot of time and effort into myself. That's really what I started to understand was, you know, the most powerful thing, especially at any, at any age you are. Investing in yourself is the number one investment you can make because it's an infinite return. And you, you know that very well. I can see those books behind you. Mm-hmm. You know, Grant Cardone has taught us both so much. And the number one thing that I've learned from him is investing in you before anything else is number one. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. So, so hustling from, from 13 years old, like getting to the point where at 17, you, you actually have a couple of years under your belt where most people are not even thinking of that. Kind of like you said, it's, it's really hard as a young, like you're still really young. I'm still really young, but 13 years old is extremely young Mm -hmm. to picture what you want in life and what you're going to go for and what you think you can achieve. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, the, the fact that you, you had that realization when you were young and like you want more and you just, you have to do more and do different things than other people to get the different results. Uh, What uh, one thing that is just coming to mind and um, I've heard your story a little bit, but I know the people listening would, want to know what about school what about high school you're 17 you're 17 and you're 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 running a company you're traveling the world like (laughs) tell us about that yeah that's a good point man i come you know i I honestly forgot about that i'm gonna i'm gonna explain more about why i even forgot about it and 17 year old forgetting about school like how how does that even come into the picture right well tim i was i was always that straight a student man i always knew that I, I, for some reason, when I was younger, I wanted to become like an engineer, like an architect. I just loved like that. I, I was, I used to build Legos. Like that Legos was my mm-hmm. thing. Like I would just go so hard into Legos when I was younger. Like that was just like my main focus. And I would cry when my friends would break them. And I was just, I was such a perfectionist about that. So during school years, I was the best student there was straight A's. I didn't really take any AP classes, but I, I knew that school was never going to be for me, but I, I was always good at it. And whether that was a good skill set to learn at a young age, who knows? 
I believe that the one thing that school has taught me is discipline and hard work and just being consistent because that's really all they can teach, to be honest, in my opinion. Um, you know, I, obviously, we can go to a whole another, another rabbit hole of college and stuff like that. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But mm. really, the point was, I always knew the school was never going to be for me. I took, you know, I took as much education classes as I, as I could about accounting and about business and finance because that was the stuff I really, you know, paid interest in. I was interested in, in those things. And being 16 at the time, my friend was doing online school. And he was like, yo, you should, you know, what do you, you should, you, you know, come try this out. And I was like, okay, what you got over here? Like, let, let me, let me, let me come see what, what he's doing over here. Cause he wasn't going to school anymore. I was like, girl, like, why aren't you here? He's like, oh, I'm doing online school. So I signed up. I was like, man, I'm in. I signed up. And what I did was junior year at 16 years old. After my first semester of junior year, I withdrew myself from school. And withdrawing myself, I was still able to keep all my credits from that semester. And I had about like 18 credits at the time. I don't know, you know what these high schools nowadays need, but I had around like 18, 19, 20 credits at junior year, first semester. And I was able to transfer every single credit to online school. In a matter of three months, three months, I got my diploma online, completely legit. In my hand, I can go to my mom's room right now and grab it. In three months, it's 16 years old. And after that, bro, I was set. I was free. I didn't have to worry about school. I didn't have to worry about any responsibilities, but hustling, getting some bread, getting some dough, investing in myself, and just connecting with the best people like you, people that are watching this. I want to connect with you guys. So that that was that was that was that was the the that was the uh, the turning point for sure. And <clears throat> excuse me the the very next thing that comes to mind after finishing school at 16 and then being done and doing your own thing. What does your mom think? People ask me that I dropped out of college. People ask me all the time, like, what do, what do your parents think? Yeah. And so I'm curious, what was that conversation like? To be honest, man, you know, God rest Jim, um, my stepdad, he recently passed away. Unfortunately, mm. this guy, he came into my life about, when I was 14 or so, right after my mom and my dad split up, my, my, my real dad, he was an alcoholic and, um, you know, a lot of fights and stuff like that going on. So she found a, she found an amazing man, Jim, he, he put us, you know, he had a really big construction company. So he, he put us in, in, into some really good positions, especially when I was younger, like in my teenage years and sitting down with them, like they knew that I had it in me. Like even before I was dropping out, I was already listening to Grant. I was already like, I've already traveled to Miami to meet Jay. And we'll get into that story a little bit later. But like when I met Jay, I, like that was already before, before he even dropped out or not like, you know, technically withdrew. And yeah. they always knew that I had something in me that I didn't like nobody around me like had, I had the drive. Like I just, I just had the determination to do it. And it wasn't really a difficult conversation at all. My mom was like, you know what? I see where this is going. I can see that Jay has your back and I can see that you are actually going to make something out of this. And if, you know, I always had good grades, so it wasn't really like the hardest conversation to have. They're just mm -hmm. like, yeah, let's go. And they were all in. And to, to this day, my mom is so supportive of me. And when Jim was here, he was so supportive of me. Yeah, parents yeah. parents are, are a big big part, especially in a, in a kid's childhood. So I really believe yeah. that. That That's good to hear. And it's, it's really good to hear that they saw the potential in you and it didn't hold you back from doing what you knew you were meant for. Yeah. And, and I think... I think a lot of people ask the question, like, would you recommend that for everybody? Or like, would you recommend yeah. anybody goes to college is what people ask me. And like, I think most people probably should, but mm -hmm. the people that know they shouldn't, like they know there's something else they need to be doing, like definitely like should yeah. not go to college. 100%. And, <clears throat> so it's like when, when you know, you know, and also when you're making a little bit of money, it's an easier decision. 100%. Um, yeah. A hundred percent. So we can, we can just kind of continue the story here. You went to Miami, you got connected with Jay. Yeah. How did that work out? And then what, what was the vision with next gen, right? Just, you know, helping literally you're, you're the first piece of it on, on what Jay's mission is. And then That's you right. are really becoming a good example of, you know, what the, the movement and the mission can help other, you know, other people in the hustlers. next generation achieve young hustlers. Yeah. I mean, transitioning from, being 15, 16 to hustling dishwasher bus boy at, at that 16 mark when my, my, my 16th birthday, I remember hanging with some friends and I could realize that these are not the people that, you know, before, before I do that, 
I have to give some props to my mom real quick. She always mm -hmm. used to say, your mom probably said this too. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. I never believed her, bro. I was like, mom, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? My friends are going to be my ride or die for the rest of my life. And as I started getting older, 16 years old, I started, you know, TikTok came into play. This, this phone right here, TikTok. Next generation is addicted to these things now. Um, but I was listening to Grant and I was like, he was like, you know, the, the people you hang around with determines your future. Like the, the, the core of your five closest people is going to determine your, like your network is your net worth basically. Mm -hmm. And I realized at 16, the people I'm hanging around doing drugs, smoking weed, having fun, going to parties, like that was not my vibe. So I literally just invested into my wholeheartedly self, my ability to achieve more. And I just watched thousands and thousands and thousands of clips of grant and of motivation and just education about real estate and multifamily. And we can go into so much more that I've learned, but, but noticing that I had still a bank full of $10,000 cash. I was still having my little nest egg. at such a, you know, such a young age, 16 years old, 10 K saved up. And at that, at that, at that level, I was like, okay, I have $10,000 to do with it. Grant says, invest it into yourself. Like, what does that mean? What does investing in yourself mean? And to me at 16, I was like, Hmm, what can I do here? And Grant was promoting this, you know, real estate summit. And I always knew, Tim, you're in the real estate too. Mm -hmm. I was real there. I, I was at that same event. Yeah. We didn't get to meet though. We, we didn't get to meet that time, but that was an amazing event because it changed the, the trajectory of my entire life. And real, I always knew that real estate was going to be that thing that took me to the billion dollar scale that I knew I could go to. But I was like, hmm, I don't have a hundred million to go go to a bank and get a loan and go invest in an institutional quality asset yet. So what do I do here? Oh, I just educate myself. So I spent a few thousand dollars. Um, my stepdad funded the, the flight and the hotel, but I bought the tickets. I actually bought my own ticket to go to Miami, to see Grant, to see the entire community, to learn about real estate. And you don't understand how many notes I took, bro. And it was actually sad, Tim. That same event that I went to, when was, when was the date? It was, um, it was December 2020. Okay, December. December gotcha. 2020. December 2020, that event, it was so sad. I probably met five people while I was there. Five people of a three-day event with thousands of people there. How? Because a young kid with no confidence, no communication skills, no friends, no ability to go connect with people was holding me back from success. And God bless that last day of the event, Tim. Me and my mom go to this little networking party and bear in mind, I always knew that finding a mentor was going to be that next step for me. I always knew that finding a mentor was going to catapult me to where I wanted to go. I knew that for sure. So I briefed my mom before going to the bed. I was like, mom, we need to find a mentor. That's your only job. She wasn't sitting in the stands. She wasn't listening to anything. She was just at the hotel chilling, doing her thing, you know, her little spa days and her kind of thing. So I was like, mom, when you're out about networking, find me a mentor. And that was her only job. And she did it. She actually executed Tim because after that message that I told her, the last day of the event, we go to this little networking party, the JW Marriott, a little bar scene, and we're just, you know, meeting some people. And my mom goes to the bar and she's like, I want to get a glass of wine, her usual. And some guy sitting, sitting next to her wearing his gold Rolex and his diamonds and his three-piece suit, drinking his 1942, looks over and he's like, hmm wine good choice and in that moment my mom looks over and she's like hi nice to meet you and they start having a conversation and getting into that conversation my mom brought up one thing you need to meet my son he's looking for someone like you he's mm. looking for someone like you and i get introduced to jay me and jay ending up having the most amazing conversation tim i say amazing man i don't mean to brag or anything but that was the most mind-boggling conversation i've ever had and by the end of that tim he looks at me points me right in my chest and he says you know gus i see something right in you that i've never seen in anybody else and i just want to work with you and man man oh man that decision that i made that day to invest $5,000 into myself at 16 years old. I banked 5K to Jay. 5K at 16. And that investment today 
has made me billions. Future tense. Mm -hmm. Billions. I see that. I'm getting shivers right now because it's how powerful the collaboration through connection really is. And it's it's insane. So that, that was the point that I met Jay. And we can definitely go into more detail of what that looks mm -hmm. like now and what we're doing. But man, I, I want to pause there because I, I want to let you kind of just digest that real quick. The people are listening yeah. to that. There, there's two really important things you started to talk about there that I want to go a little deeper into. One of them is investing in yourself being a greater sure. investment sure. and part of that is you could put you could have put that ten thousand dollars into a stock or a real estate deal or something and yep. maybe you make 10 or 12 percent return and that would be great like that would be a really really good return on that kind of investment yep. but this five thousand dollars invested in just the you know, going down to Miami, that relationship with Jay, right. his mentorship, being a part of what he's got going on is just creating more opportunities, getting you the skills, getting you the network and just the, sure. the opportunity to increase your income. And that is something that sticks with you forever. It's like the, exactly. you know, that 12% return you get from the deal might not come next year and it might not come the year before, right. but the skill you learn to go out and meet new people and make new money and make new connections, you can do that forever. And it's going to pay you forever. Yep. So, so we, we can kind of go into that. And I also wanted to talk about the other pieces. You were intentionally seeking a mentor. Like people yeah. might, people might hear this and they might say, you got really, really lucky because you ran into a guy who was willing to, you know, take yeah. you onto his team and take you along and, you know, I introduce you to his that. network. Like you, you could probably hear that story and think Gus is really lucky. And he is, but he also put up the money and put up the effort and the time right. and, to put himself in a position to 100%. get lucky. I'm actually, and, and I'm sure he wasn't, he wasn't the only person you talked to and he probably wasn't the only person your mom talked to. You just eventually the right one came because you were seeking it out and that's how it happens. Yeah. I'm actually glad you brought that up because I want to disarm the haters that are probably watching this saying, well, these guys lucky. Like you just said, man, I'm actually glad you brought that up because we're going to acknowledge that right now. I am not special by any means. I'm a talented skateboarder. Don't get me wrong. Very talented skateboarder, very smart at school, but I'm not special in any means. I don't, I didn't grow up super wealthy. I didn't grow up, you know, having, having country club, you know, you know, country club connections and all this kind of stuff. I was a young boy who had a dream and had a mission, wasn't handed anything in life. Maybe, maybe I was spoiled, you know, a little bit by my mom, my little mama's boy. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing me. wrong with that. You caught me, you know, but when it comes to like actually me finding somebody and kicking my life to that next level, that was not a coincidence. That was not just by the luck of the draw. That was not just a roll of the dice. That was me intentionally looking, seeking a mentor. And I have, have you heard the quote, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. appear. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't heard that quote, that is one of the most powerful quotes I've ever heard ever. And that has transformed the way that I look at things now is that when I'm ready to learn something new, I know somebody will come in my life and help me with that. I just have to be wanting it. And one thing that Jay told me the other day in Canada was that, Gus, I will give you the world. I will teach you anything you want to learn about. But the one thing I ask in return is that you need to want it. I'm not just going to say, hey, Gus, I'm going to teach you about this. No, Gus, I need you to tell me that you want to learn about this. Mm. that's the completely different mindset change. It's a perspective change. When you want something bad enough, you're going to go get it. And when you want it bad enough, you're going to ask the right questions and the right questions you ask is going to determine the quality of your answers. And then those answers is going to tr completely fucking transform the way you act. Yeah. Brandon Dawson said that, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So th that is like super important is like going after that. And it, really related to that quote you said where like when the student is ready the master or the teacher will appear yeah yeah very similar principle is success is when preparation meets opportunity like you're yeah. preparing you're preparing you're preparing you're going to these events you're learning you're watching videos you're stacking up money and then an opportunity came and you were prepared to take advantage of it and 100%. then that's success or that's luck or that's whatever you want to call it but there's a formula yeah and there's no way to make it happen but it will if you stick to the formula. Exactly. And mm -hmm. 
you know, I believe in God. I've seen some pretty crazy experiences that I can't explain. Mm. I don't want to mention them here, but I know that when you start to understand the power that you hold within yourself and you start to actually wholeheartedly believe that and you believe in your ability to achieve more, it's like that's the biggest problem in today's society is that people cannot believe in their own ability to achieve more. That's why you see rich people that are frugal, mm. you know? Like why, 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 why wouldn't you want to like, can, yeah. do you not believe in your ability to go make more money? Or yeah. is it, you or made, I, you made a million dollars. Like you go into protection mode and you, yeah. uh, there, so there's a video. I, Grant Cardone gets mentioned a lot on this podcast. And I also kind of like point out the fact that he's mentioned a lot on this podcast, but you know, just do, he has a lot of content, a lot of good stuff to say. And there was a video he posted where he said, um, he, he just, I think it was at the real estate, uh, summit and he said, you know, raise your hand if you have a net worth over a million dollars. And then, you know, a good amount of people in the room raise their hand and he's like, how many of you would say that's a ton of money? And not a lot of them did. And he's like, so why do people make a million dollars and go into protection mode? They're like, oh, I got to keep this money. I got to, you know, be conservative. Exactly. I got to, I got to hire a lawyer. I got a million dollars. And he's like, come on. Like, you can't even hire a lawyer for a million dollars anymore. You, you, you need, now. you need to just have faith in your ability that you can go make more money. And then yeah. he, kind of the point he was making is that every chance he gets, he's trying to have zero dollars in his bank account. Exactly. And investing in things that are going to create passive income to whenever he's ready to hang it up. Like, insane generational wealth you know could be passed on to and do whatever he wants with it mm -hmm. but that's, that's you have so to have faith in that ability that you can fill that bank account up again so next time you go empty it into an investment and it goes to zero you're going to hustle and you have faith in your ability to get your bills paid and yeah. fill that bank account again exactly so. and that's like, like you just said the formula to wealth this is not my quote this is i think grants i don't know who made it up yeah but you gotta you gotta get it you got to keep it and you got to multiply that shit. Make babies, you know, mm -hmm. a little makes it make some. And it's not going to multiply in your bank account. And, no. you know, everybody says that, but <laughs> still you talk to a lot of people who are saving their money and savings accounts to pay them nothing or keeping money in their checking account. And you hear this all the time. People are always talking about this yep. because the truth is a lot of people are keeping all of their money just in bank accounts and it's yep. doing nothing. Exactly. You have to get rid of your money to grow it. And, and there's a thing that my mentor JD says all the time is in order to create wealth, you have to give away some of yours. And yeah. whether, whether that is by investing in other people, investing in yourself or putting money into investments where it's gone. Like you got to let that investment do its thing. You yep. got to hope that it was something you vetted well and it's going to pay a good return because to build wealth, you have to let go of your money. And that's part of, you know, one of the most important steps is to not be emotional about your money, make kind decisions because, you know, it's the right decision, not because, it, you know, it feels good to keep money in your bank account because, you know, you need to deploy it. I could not agree more, bro. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. And here we are, just a bunch of 22 and 17 year olds telling the world how to how to get rich. But it, yeah. it, it's true. It's because, you know, we're surrounded by mentors who have built significant wealth and then by doing what they're teaching us, we are also seeing incredible results. I know that you and I both are. So like there is truth to it for the people who are like, bah, this guy's 22, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you think 22 is bad? He's 17. Like, good right. than me, you know? Thinking yeah. I'm the shit, like, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but, but like the truth is like we have spent significant amount of time and money learning from people who- 100%, man. Have done it and proved it. Yeah. And, and when people can start to understand that, that we are forced to be reckoned with, this next generation is a force to be reckoned with, then they better jump on the ship or they better get wiped out by the forces. Simple as that. Well, that's a perfect segue to talk about next gen. Like, tell, tell us all about it. Like, what is it? How can people get involved? Uh, I know you guys are really, really ramping up to get ready to do some big things this year. Yes, sir. And uh, I'll, I'll let you take it from there because you're the, you are <laughs> the the next gen wealthy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am the next gen. And the brand, the company, very simple, next gen wealthy. And by the name of it, 
or helping this next gen become wealthy, creating wealth in all aspects of life. And to start from the beginning, I remember that, you know, me and Jay having conversations on our, on our phone call. I remember walking, you know, in my backyard here, looking at the water after that real estate summit event. And Jay looks at me, or me and him are having conversations. And he's like, you know what, Gus, you're going to be the general of an army one day. I was like, what do you mean by that? He was like, you're going to be, he didn't, he didn't say this quote, quote unquote, but you're going to be the voice and the vessel for this next generation and lead them to greatness. And I remember hearing these, these crazy visions saying, yeah, yeah, right. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Like in that mindset as a young guy, you know, I, you know, I could see the vision. That's why Jay took me under so quickly is that I could see the vision, but the number one thing that Jay saw in me to now become the brand manager of next gen multi and of Jay's personal brand is that I can be thrown in any aspect of business. I was put in sales. I was put in marketing. I was put in, you know, customer relations, CRM management, every aspect of the business I've been in. And when he saw that in me, he was like, okay, let's see what we can do here. And I stuck with him from the ground up, from the ground up. I was with Jay and I helped him build what next Multi is today. And the core message of next Multi is to inspire and empower this next generation to live a life with abundance, with freedom and with wealth. Abundance, freedom, and wealth is our motto. And it all comes down to the, the three pillars that we believe in. Business, psychology, technology. Now, right now, the business and technology aspects of, so to speak, our modalities or our courses or our programs have not been fully developed, but they are in the works. Right now, our main focus is what Jay's signature program is called, or his signature program, which is called uncage your roar and that means walking out into the world with the most unshakable confidence and clarity to dominate in all aspects of life no matter where you are and able to connect with anyone anywhere anytime and i believe that connection confident communication and the ability to connect with people is the most powerful skill set known to mankind and when people can start to harness the power they have within unleash the roar they have inside that's when everything changes Tim, and that's the that's what jay said in the beginning of this podcast you were like you know jay gives you a lot of props or you, you were asking like like did, like how big of an influence did you pay uh, did you play in gus's life and he was like uh you know i play a big influence but it wasn't me who did it. it was him he had it all along he had it inside him all along it was just the keys judgment the ego the fear need to be unlocked and once those keys were turned and the cage was opened man gusto nagel is here to fucking roar <laughs> there you go that was good um well so I, I i mean talk about what that process of uncaging your roar has been like uh, and you, you kind of you know, before the podcast when we, we were talking yep. um you know, do I call you Gus or do I call you Gusto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you said there's a story behind that. So, so is that that's the uncaged roar? This is Gusto? a perfect segue into uncaged roar because, man, I'll tell you right now. When I was younger, all these kids in my preschool, my grade school, had generic ass names like Tim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> None. I'll no, take hey, that. Man. Yeah. Like Tim, like you know John and 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 uh, Jake. And I was like, man, I want to be like those kids. I want to. I don't want to stand out gusto over here. I don't want to stand out. I was like, I was like in my little shell, you know, call me Gus, call me Gus. And still so is a unique name, but it was just quick and easy. And I, I was really insecure about my name when I was younger. I don't know why it was my dad, actually my real dad. He was the one who named me gusto gusto. And in this process of uncaging my war, my roar, so to speak, I've realized that you just got to be fucking you. Everyone nowadays is telling you what you need. Man, when I was 16 years old, my teachers were telling me one thing. My mom was telling me one thing. My brother, my friends, my classmates, everyone was giving different opinions. But I wasn't listening to myself. 
So I started asking myself, what do I want? What do I want to achieve in life? And that was able to me, able for me to actually unleash my roar and, and walk out into the world now and get on a video camera and do my thing without being interrupted or feeling like I have people watching me or feeling like, you know, some sort of judgments holding back or the fear of the unknown and, and, you know, the fear of me not actually achieving what I want is going to hold me back. And that segues perfectly and beautifully into Gusto because Gusto is who I am. Gusto is who I am. I am the voice, the vessel, excuse me, for this next generation. I am confident. I'm a public speaker. I'm the greatest real estate investor of all time. Like these are things that I tell myself. And when you can start to do these affirmations, man, you start to become the person you were always dreamed of. And I really believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been a, a, a big thing for me recently because kind of like when you're in this space, you hear about affirmations all the time. You hear about goals all the time. Yep. And it kind of gets to the point where it's hard to take it seriously. So very, yep. very recently, I've really been every single day writing down my goals, every single day writing down affirmations. Yep. And what that does for you is it gets you really, really clear yep. on what you want and who you want to be. So yes, when sir. you're writing down every single day that I want this, I want this, I want this, your brain's not going to let you write something down every single day that you don't really believe. It's yeah. something you don't really want because it's going to start to change. You're, some of the goals you write down, you're going to take off because you realize you don't want them anymore. Yep. Some of the goals you're going to realize they're too small. And then some of the affirmations like you throughout the day are going to figure out who you want to be and who you are going to say you are. Like one of the some of the affirmations to write down are and it, and it goes back to that quote like the quality of questions you ask lead to the quality of results mm -hmm. so i ask good questions that lead to good results and i exactly. give people advice that they trust so writing that down every day i don't have to think to myself am i, am I giving good advice here or or you know am i having a good conversation ask good questions like i know because i tell myself every day i ask good questions that lead to results yeah. and i give advice to people trust so I, I don't have to second guess when I'm having the conversation. I can be me. I can say what I'm going to say because I'm affirming myself every single day. Exactly. But this is who I am and who I want to be. 100%. I couldn't agree more with that. And when it comes down to the goals, I'll be honest with the people listening. Man, I'm the most realist person, but I'm going to be vulnerable right now. I haven't really been writing my goals down, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Last few days, I just got back from Canada. I just felt so good to be home. I don't know if that played a part, but. I was really consistent with it the last like few months. But what Grant says all the time is write your goals down twice a day and every time you have a setback or failure. And goals meaning present tense. I own a jet. I am the greatest real estate investor. I you know, own 10,000 units. I own a supercar fleet. I own a, a home in Golden Beach. Like present tense. Because when you start to actually put that in your mind, one of my good friends, Colton, he really believes in, uh, you know, he's a, he's a pastor and more like a preacher for a lot. He's a life coach, so to speak. And he was telling a story one day about a boy, a boy who had, you know what? I'm not even going to go on that story because I'm going to completely forget it. But the point is, <laughs> yeah, it was about I, to be really good. I, I was going to, I was going to go into the story, but I, I completely forgot it. So I'm not going to totally go fine. I don't want to make my sound, myself look bad um, by not remembering a story. So the point is your subconscious mind, when you, first start, when you first start writing your goals down, your subconscious mind is going to be like, who the fuck is this guy thinking he's going to be this person? And then slowly mm -hmm. but surely, the next month, the next few months, your mind, your subconscious mind, the back end, the guy that's controlling everything in power starts to say and actually starts believing what's on paper. Mm -hmm. Consistent with that, and I, I truly believe that. Yeah, and it's very, very simple to write your goals. I think everyone would very agree, simple. but it's very difficult to do it every single day. And uh, along with your vulnerability, you said you you don't do it every day. So I have this journal right here that I write my goals in, and I, I've been very consistent with it recently. But it's a a thirteen week planner. I mm -hmm. bought it about three hundred and sixty days ago. So I bought it last April. It's April twenty twenty three. The first wow. date I wrote down in here was April 2022. Wow. So a 13-week a, a planner has lasted me about 51 weeks because wow. I, I haven't been consistent with it. 
Yeah. And, you know, very, very recently I've become extremely consistent with it and realizing that when you get out of your head and get onto paper, it makes decision making easier because mm -hmm. if you know exactly what you want, especially the, this specific journal has what is today's goal, what is today's targets. So if I know the top three things I need to get done today, it's a lot easier to execute and make progress towards the other goals yeah. because I, I've got three things I need to do that are going to help me get there. Yep. But if you're not writing it down, you might go to work. You might work as hard as you possibly can, but it's just with less direction. That's just one more thing to give you more of an edge to, you know, actually reach what you said you want. So would definitely recommend and challenge everybody listening to do it every day. Yeah. Super hard. You're going to miss days. Uh, if you miss a day, it's, it's day one. Start yes, over. Sir. Like every day is day one. There's yep. no, there's no real streak happening. You got to do it every day. Why change your daily habits? It's just like how people, you know, want to work, want to get in shape, and it's like, oh, I'm going to work out for this long to then get this much weight, and then I'm going to stop. <laughs> but it, it doesn't work like that. It's a mm -hmm. lifestyle that you have to keep up with. You want to mm -hmm. look good like this, you got to get to that point, which is the hardest part. And then, actually, I, I wouldn't say the hardest part is getting that point. I would say like sustaining it is the hardest part because mm -hmm. you have to do it every day or every other day, or just be consistent with it enough where you can stay in shape. And it, that, that goes with everything in life, relationships, money, you know, it's, 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 it's just a daily habits. It's the consistency. It's the mm -hmm. lifestyle that you need to create in order to live the lifestyle that you want to live, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and there's a, a John Maxwell quote that basically says to change your life, you have to change your daily habits. Yep. Your day happens one day at a time. So you have to change what you're doing each day. Um, and, and, you know, if, if anyone's read the book Atomic Habits, which I think has been the best-selling book in the world like the last three years in a row, wow. um, something like that, like it's definitely ranking up there. So a lot of people have read it. It's There's a system to building new habits in your life and humans are creatures of habit. So yeah. you just have to, you, you have to figure it out and put in the work to get there. But then that's when you start to see results. Yeah, 100%. Um, love that. Uh, I mean, that's stuff that you and I could probably talk about for forever. And, <laughs> I know, uh, I know, we can. Yeah, and, and and then and there's another point to that is a lot of people they could talk about goals all day long, but it's like, what are you actually doing to get there? Yeah, um, well, exactly. Well, what are people mm -hmm. doing right now? Mm -hmm. Like, what, like, what are you doing on a daily basis? Like, do you have your Google Calendar set up? Do you know like what you're doing every day? Do you know when you're going to the gym? Do you know when you're working? Do you know when you're sleeping? You know, Jay, Jay Dehan usually says like you have one third of your life is sleeping. One third of your life is working. It's about the one third that you have to play with now. Like, what are you doing in this one third that's going to transform your life? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to work one third and you can, you know, spend two thirds doing whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. And one third sleeping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, love that. Just kind of here towards the end of the podcast, wrapping up really what advice would you give to someone? Um, I'd, I'd say we'd have to say like someone 13 to 15 years old because <laughs> <laughs> let's say that or, or really just someone who is early on in the, this journey of, you know, the personal development and the entrepreneurship and kind of creating that wealth and freedom that no way that they have to be a 13 or 15 year old um, just so happens that you started that early. So at this point you do have, you know, three, four years put into this every day and you're surrounded by mentors and, and yes, soaking in that knowledge. Um, so to someone who's kind of starting that out, they're in the phase where they're listening to a lot of podcasts, they're listening to a lot of audio books. Yeah. What advice do you have for that person? Simply put, you don't need no damn plan when you are young. Everyone telling you that you need to figure it out. Your parents telling you, what do you want to do in life? Shit. I don't even know what I'm having for dinner tonight, let alone in ten, five, 10 years. Like, stop asking me, you know? I was the same way. I was like, oh, do I want to become an engineer? Do I want to become an architect? Do I want to be rich? Do I want to be poor? I didn't need to figure it out. All I needed to know was where I see myself going and how can I now reverse engineer that to figure out what Take I have. Take the first to step. Yeah. Exactly. 
You just have to take the first step knowing that this is the first step that's going to get me to this point. And every day now I have to do something different. It's going to lead me closer and closer and closer to my goals. That's the biggest advice I can give to someone young, man. If you're, if you're a young hustler like myself and you don't have it figured out, you don't need to. You're going to have your family. You're going to have your friends, your school teachers, everyone telling you so many different things. Do this, do that, do this, do that. But no one's asking you, what the fuck do you want? No one's asking you, what do you want? And when you can start to ask yourself that question, what do I really want? And do some self-reflection. Like actually think about it. Think about where you want to be. Jay does this thing that's really great if you want to figure out your ideal lifestyle. It's this little exercise you can do. And I'll kind of go through it right now. I'm not going to make it super long, but it's, it's very simple, right? I was, doing, I was doing this with an in-person, but you can also do it over a Zoom call or someone, a loved one asking you this or someone you trust. But it's very simple, Tim. What you're going to do is you're going to close your eyes. You're going to get relaxed. You know, you're going to sit back and the person sitting next to you, the person on the Zoom call is going to say, okay, so now I want you to imagine. Imagine your ideal lifestyle. When you wake up, Who are you waking up next to? Is it your dog? Is it a spouse? Who is it? Is it is it a family member? Right? You walk downstairs in the kitchen. Is there someone cooking? Is there someone cooking breakfast? Is it is it quiet? Is there books? Are you going to read a book? Right? You start getting ready, you, you know, you head into your garage. What are you driving? You driving a Lamborghini? Are you driving a Prius? And you start going to work. You drive to work, right? Now you're at work. What are you doing? What are you doing at work? After work, boom, you drive home. Maybe you have some time for the gym. Maybe you have some family time. But what are you doing in your free time now? What are you doing when no one's around? What are you doing in the dark hours when there's no one watching and it's only you and you only want to focus on what you want to do? Now, Tim, if you open up your eyes again, that exercise, you can do it very simply. You can go into more detail. Or you can go into less detail. But the point is you want to understand in your subconscious mind and your own belief system without anyone telling you what you need. You see, I was just guiding you through a path. Mm -hmm. I wasn't telling you what you needed to do. I was just telling you that imagine this, imagine that, imagine that, you know, where you're driving. That's all you need to really do in this exercise. And it's, com it's going to completely transform your vision of where you want to go in life. And that's going to be able to help you pick a destination, reverse engineer that, Boom, first step, first action step is solidified. Now you know tomorrow what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just the awareness is the first step. You got to know what you want. That's one of the things that, that we do as well with you know, all of our companies is we ask people, what do you want? Yep. And it's such a simple question that is so hard to answer. I swear it is. Uh, and and even... even yeah, people like you like myself like the the people on our team like jay mm -hmm. it's still hard to answer you can you can name some of the things like you, you can you can very clearly name some things that you want but it, it is still hard to answer that question um but once you figure out some of the things you want then you can make a plan to go get it um so that that's huge writing your goals down also kind of helps you with that figuring out what you want because it's like you tell yourself i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna write down 10 goals of mine and yeah. you haven't even thought of any yet. Like you're going to push yourself to at least write 10 and then they're going to change. And some of them are going to drop off and some new ones are going to come to you. Yep. And then you realize like, okay, I, I actually do want these things and I'm going to continue to work towards them. So um, that's it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, great advice. Great, uh, great talking points on this and, and a great story just for people to have a little bit of motivation, but, but really motivation isn't going to do it. It's the daily habits. It's the actions you're going to take to put yourself into a position to find yep. success. Yep. That's the formula. Like preparation meets opportunity. That's success. Um, so appreciate it, Gus, taking the time to uh, drop time. some knowledge to the next generation of people, sharing the information that you've spent a lot of time and money to get for yes, free sir. here on this podcast. And how can people get connected with you and hear more about what you got going on? The, the easiest way to get connected with me is through my Instagram. My Instagram is at 
Gus, G-U-S dot N-A-G-L-E. That's Gus dot Nagel. And you'll be, to, you'll be able to stay updated with my life, what I'm doing, where I'm traveling, who I'm connecting with. So that, that's going to be the best way to connect with us. And yeah, life, life, guys, is all about who you surround with. Like I was telling you guys earlier, it's about who you, who are you surrounding yourself with on a, on a daily basis, right? One thing that I'll, I'll leave this, I'll leave it with this, Tim, is that Jay also tells his private coaching clients a lot to do this one exercise of writing out the 10 top people you hang around with the most and then writing their energy score. So what he, what he means by mm. energy score is like, and on a scale from one to 10, when you're with them, how good do they make you feel? How good do they make you feel on a scale from one to 10? And anything below like a five or like a six, or to be honest, you can determine what that, what that, the line is like, what, what the, uh, the barrier, like, what, what, what would that be called? Like the, um, the bar. Yeah. The bar. Like you, you can determine what that bar is going to be for you. But you got to you got to really like really understand who are you surrounding yourself with the 10 top people you hang around with and score them. My mom, 10, my brother, eight, J, 10, his girlfriend, 10. Like I'm surrounding myself with people that I want to be around. A lot of people out there nowadays, man, they just they just man, I heard this quote from Elena Cardone, man. She's like. Oh, this blows my mind, bro. It's like. Are people in your life because they're just they're just there, or did they earn a spot to be there? Are people in your life just to be there, or did they earn that spot to be there? I think that's an incredible thing to understand. Is like, did did this person, are, are, the person you hang around with, is this person just there because they're there, or did they actually earn a position in your heart, in your mind? in your energy to be around you all day, every day, or whenever you see them. And that's going to change your perspective on who you need to become friends with, who you need to eliminate in your life and who you need to now go collaborate with. Because as Brandon Dawson says, Tim, collaboration is the new currency. Now, thank you guys for being here. I'm going to let Tim take it all for now, but bless. Thank you so much, Tim. I, I appreciate the time. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in, staying all the way to the end, and we'll catch you on the next one.